Welcome to Tabletop. My name is Nick, and I think that fudging dice rolls is totally okay. Hey, it's me, Franco, and rolling for initiative sucks. I'm Daniel, and I think you should modify your first level characters as much as you want. And I'm Shade, and if your TTRPG hasn't evolved into a LARP, you've done it wrong. And we all host Tabletop, a TTRPG podcast about all things games and storytelling. And sometimes we have game designers, professional researchers, and even the occasional owlbear. If this interests you, listen to Tabletop every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Tabletop is a proud member of the Helios Network. In this episode of Negative Modifier, we'll be playing the game Delta Green. Delta Green, by design, tackles various mature themes that may be uncomfortable or triggering for listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, it's Charlie, Negative Modifier's Game Master. First off, thank you for giving us a listen. As always, expect something horrible to happen to the players. If you're a fan, support us by leaving a review on iTunes. If you hate the show, Consider doing it anyway and enjoying the fact that you've inflicted us on someone else. The most up-to-date news in the podcast, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And with that... Previously on Hawthorne's Crusade, F-Cell was deployed to the town of Bennington in southern Vermont to investigate and contain the fallout from a recent hiking incident. While tragic, disappearances and accidents in the mountains surrounding Bennington are historically common and usually rapidly forgotten by the general public. Something, or someone, seemed to be fueling and manufacturing interest in the incident, and F-Cell was forced to dive into the local legend of the Bridgewater Homestead. While stories about the Bridgewater Homestead proved to be a mix of historical bigotry, tall tales, and compounding inaccuracies, the homestead proved to be quite real and even more formidable than originally believed. While the operation was ultimately successful, it came at a cost. F-Cell suffered its first infield loss and was temporarily displaced from the linear passage of time. The surviving members of F-Cell returned to a situation very few, if any, agents ever face. And while alive, they now face the consequences of their deaths because of their time with Delta Green. Well, so here we are. We are three operations in. We've lost not one, but two agents out of F-Cell. We lost one to unnatural causes, one to apparently a car crash. Uh, Florence's life is in tatters. Uh, Foxtrot's life is, well, weirdly enough, kind of still the same somehow. I Kind of impressive mention of the character that no matter what I do to them, like their personal life is still like, eh, this is kind of normal. The benefits of a CIA character at that point. But yeah. I still can't believe that kind of uh, going into this upcoming one to reintroduce a character that had played to kind of get used to Delta Green, but like one of the favorite characters, despite the fact that right now it's only been released, um, the one uh, died to a spooky house. <laughs> and Delta Green is fun that way. And uh, yeah, I guess if I take this kind of, we're a little bit into this, like let's actually... You all know me as Charlie at this point. We're kind of doing a little table talk before we get into our next operation. I thought I'd go and introduce the rest of our cast at this point. And uh, that was Jad. He'll be playing a new character we'll introduce in a quick second. If everyone else wants to kind of sound off and give me a quick flavor of where their characters are at. It's kind of some time has passed where you're all back from your time in Vermont. It's been a few weeks. Uh, Florence, you're getting a little bit antsy, obviously, with the whole Savannah situation escalating. Foxtrot, things have been kind of weird at work. CIA is not a huge fan of, well, people going MIA for chunks of time. But yeah, so introduce ourselves. All right. Well, I uh, I play 
Foxtrot, and uh, my actual name is Alex. Um, and yeah, so I play the character. Uh, well, my character's actual real name, I guess, just throw it out there for the sake because this is all off character right now, obviously, right? Yeah. We're just, yeah. So, uh, so my character's name is actually Javier Cortez, um, but he just goes by John. Um, and so, yeah, I, I play Foxtrot. You've actually never mentioned that his name was Javier entirely throughout the game. Like we've only oh, yeah. known him as John. And I think that's so rad. <laughs> Alex has done a great job of like doing the double layer of secrecy. Like it's as much as it's easy to hate Jab, Foxtrot, the character, the levels of CIA-ness Alex has worked in there are just fucking great. Oh, it's <laughs> phenomenal. Oh yeah. I also, so one little tidbit, and I haven't really had a chance to play it off too much, but like, if I ever introduce myself to NPCs in the game, I will usually use names of famous baseball players for fun, just to not actually give my name out. So have you I not talked to anyone yet that's had to do that? Who we'll have to change not that? that I, not that I've actually had to introduce myself. It's that's usually just fair, a simple yeah. thing. But if I ever have to like go and talk to someone, like if we do, like for example, in our mission when we went to go pretend to be the tax guys over at the. What was it? It was for the the, the yeah. cannibal. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get a chance to introduce myself because someone else kind of started the conversation. But I was going to introduce myself as a, as a baseball player. Like I was just going to find famous baseball player names and use that. So my own team doesn't know my real name. And then anytime I use names to introduce myself, um, I always use baseball character or baseball players. Um, mind you, Foxtrot doesn't watch baseball. Um, he just uses that as a point of reference. Um, and he does it for another method, actually, which I think Charlie might appreciate this. But if I, anytime I meet an NPC, it's a different character name that I would use for that. That way, if any information gets leaked and someone is tracking me, I'll know who it is based off what name I gave. So, like I said, Alex's dedication to this guy is some like spook ass CIA. <laughs> I, nothing but points for like i know we kind of play him off as this cold individual and he is but there's that like wheel within wheel cia thing actually going on in the background that he's a fun character to kind of hate a little bit (laughs) also the weird thing too like when i was putting together the character like the idea of like googling cia stuff and just having that in my search history don't show up was just the the idea of that happening is just great because I'm sure the FBI agent who watches my computer and search history is very upset that I didn't research the FBI and instead research the CIA. So all feeding back into Delta Green is just a recruiting tool for Delta Green. But... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we do have an operation to get to. But before we get to that, Florence, tell us something about yourself. My name's Dylan. My real name. I think that you'll actually probably you might remember me from Locust, but um, I should remember both of you from Locust, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're both in Locust. Yeah, I mean, I have been playing Florence as kind of uh, somebody who likes to think that they're okay with everything that's going on because they are a veteran Delta Green agent. But I mean, as more stuff happens, she's just kind of realizing that she's not okay with all of this. And I mean, overall, in the end. She's not okay with it, but she kind of deserves it because she's not really a good person at all. But uh, yeah, that's that's Florence. And I'm Dylan. And last but not least, we have Chad, who will be unveiling a new character this week. Uh, obviously, uh, our, our beloved father Faustus went down. 
I guess I can introduce yourself. I guess, Chad, we'll get to your new character in minutes once we get this thing up and rolling. Uh, hi, my name is Jad. I have been playing a couple games with this group. Well, yes and no. Um, like just mixed mixed interactions so far. Uh, I got to know uh, the handler, Charlie, um, through Starfinder. Uh, and then we kind of transitioned into some online play with the lockdowns. And now I'm here. So this has been rad. This has been super rad. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to have you aboard. But so, our next operation begins a few weeks after you've been back some. We're going to pick up with, what is the new agent's name, Jad? Do we do we have a shoot name, or do we go introduce him as... Well, um, I, I, I refer to all of you, even when you're not kind of in agent, what they're by their code names. So, what is our new third agent's name? Our new third agent's name is uh, Agent Firestarter. An appropriate name for F Cell. <laughs> he is a um oh, oh don't spoil that. We'll get to that oh, soon enough. Okay. Like we'll do we'll do all that in character. But so I just want to say that uh a couple weeks have passed from when we left off. Uh, when, when we when we brought our characters back from Vermont to their various homes, we're not picking up a couple weeks after that. And we're picking up with Agent Firestarter. He is in a bar drinking. With our beloved Agent Tranche just kind of sitting there nursing a drink next to him. It's not a great bar. It's a bar that you only go to if you're some type of regular there. And there's been a bit of a conversation. Well, my favorite pyromaniac's being transferred. Oh, sugar boots, don't get your panties in a bunch. I'm sorry. I've spent weeks, months, years at this point training you to be an effective pyromaniac. And, well, you just can't find that in some of the new recruits we get. Now, I've I'm sad to see you go, but I need to send you over to keep an eye on my friends, or I guess my friend and my, I'm not sure what the fuck I'd call Foxtrot, but yeah, so you've been transferred to F-Cell, your time in T-Cell has been, I'm not one to mince words, but completely adequate. Uh, I know we got off to a rough start, you were kind of metaphorically, and well, sorry about that one time, I literally threw you into a fire to handle the situations we got going on here, but yeah, so after our kind of quick mop-up we did up in Vermont after F-Cell went missing, you were the one selected to transfer over to that. Uh, it's a good cell. My old cell, so treat it well. Florence has got a good head on her shoulders. Foxtrot is effective in a fight. Wait, did you say Agent Florence? Or is it is it is she kind of a bit of an ice princess? Look cold. I forgot I got you after that Windigo operation with them. Oh, you'll fit right in then. Ask about the time I beat a Windigo to death with my fists. That's a weird story unto itself, but yeah, no. I barely remember that operation. All I remember is just the weird smoke jerky that they were making out of it, people. Actually, I think she was the one who actually killed that Windigo. Popped her gun cherry that time, her first confirmed kill. Uh, me and France had a couple drinks over that. Huh. Don't tell Lawrence, all the details what happened to Francis. You just need to know about that. Um's the word. I barely even remember Francis anyway. So, if anything else, I guess I'm no longer Agent Tinderbox. Gotta, uh, what? What's our, What's a good thing that's hers? Oh, duh. Firestarter. Got myself a new name. Excellent. Kind of extends a hand. Well, it's been real. Um, you never met me. I never met you. But at the same time, uh, if the chips are down, you're fucked anyway. So. See you in hell. Who the fuck are you? And get out of my face. I shake her hand. 
kind of laughs at this, knocks her drink back, and gets up and leaves. In her place, she's left a dossier on just kind of some general F-Cell activities. But it's not a dossier that F-Cell be aware exists. So it's a dossier that she's kind of collected herself of the aftermath of the various kind of F-Cell operations to kind of get you up to speed on things. It's reports that were filed. Maybe some by F-Cell, maybe some by Pine, maybe some by some outside parties kind of thing. It's a pretty substantial file kind of thing. Consider yourself kind of up on the general gist of F-Cell at this point. Our camera's going to kind of whip out from there and find Agent Lawrence, who's going a little bit out of her mind. She's been told to stay put when she tried to go investigate Savannah. She found out that she does not exist yet enough to get on a plane and fly anywhere just yet. The downsides of being kind of, well, you know, dead for two months from a legal standpoint. How are things with Trinity evolving? I I'm I'm not sure because it's it's more on how Trinity's reacting to Florence because she is secretive but I mean she will have conversations with Trinity. I think Trinity's just kind of happy to have a roommate. You probably don't line up with what she got the impression Florence was like. Like she knows enough about you to kind of know that most CDC employees aren't gun weirdos, but it seems that Florence has been a bit of a gun weirdo as of late. Yeah. Florence is more, now that Elizabeth isn't around, she's just kind of openly cleaning her guns. She gets the drywall in her room fixed and stuffs the go bag back in there. Yeah, Trinity's smart enough not to ask any questions about that. So, yeah, kind of a week after you tried to fly down to Savannah, you receive an invitation to the uh, Wounded Warrior Foundation's Atlanta fundraiser event at the Shakespeare Tavern in Atlanta. It's a little bit strange, though. You don't like it's it's thanking you for your generous donation, and it's kind of listing off all the body armor that was bought with your donation. You don't remember donating any money to this organization. Oh, I mean, I don't remember donating money, but I definitely did. Yes. I think Florence actually, like, she's not happy, I guess, that this is happening, but more relieved that feels like someone's getting us to do something. Yeah. But Florence does take some time before she figures out how she's going to get out there. I was going to say, you got a couple days on this, actually. This isn't quite as frantic as previous operations have been. This event is in three days when you receive this kind of thing. You've got some time to wind up for it. And it's local. You're not going anywhere necessarily immediately. Yeah, I think that she's going to spend the next couple of days, like, she's going to get time off work and just say that she kind of needs some mental health days and figures that that's probably enough, especially with the official story for her bosses being that she got kidnapped at some point. Yeah, I will say you're on a bit of thin ice. Like you've maybe, you're not in charge of any major projects right now, so you actually do have some flexibility and there have been a lot of questions, but the explanation given held up pretty well in the grand scheme of things. You have caught in the boss's attention in a negative way a little bit. No negative impact from that yet, but also... Yeah, if what they were told is real, like, it makes sense you maybe want some time off. Maybe you came back at that too soon. Yeah, part of it is, like, even if the CDC was like, no, you can't have time off, Florence is at this point where she would just quit her job, to be sure. honest. Uh, I think she feels like she's more valuable than most people there. Sure. Just because of her expertise, but she doesn't say any of it, of course, and um, she just acts like she's having some some off days, and she's going to sit down and spend like a day or two kind of like hashing out this letter that she writes 
which I won't get into now, but she uh, she gives it to Trinity and says, if I disappear again for a long period of time for some reason, just slip that into the deposit box where you're paying rent, okay? Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, what's a long time? Because I define, like, two months is a long time. If people think that I'm dead again, that's good enough. Yeah, I, I can work with that. That makes sense. That That makes a lot of sense. And don't read it. She just kind of gives her this intense stare. She kind of like holds it in one hand, like just the hands up thing. Like, yeah, sure, sure, whatever. Uh, y- you got it, boss. Um, I'll just put your kind of like puts it in a drawer. I'll put your I'm dead letter in the drawer here and not read it. And then Florence just grabs like a go bag that's not super well hidden, but close to the door. It's another duffel bag, grabs it and uh, says, oh, uh, I need to borrow your car um, for a couple of days, maybe a week. Okay, um, I can't really part with it. Could you, like, rent something, maybe? I can't rent anything right now, but I can give you money to rent a car. Okay, yeah, I can, yeah, I, uh, I can work with that. Um, yeah, I can just rent something and bill you for it afterwards, I guess? Sure. Cool, yeah, that, that'll work, that'll work. Yeah, so you head off to this fundraiser, if you will. Yeah. Normal night in Atlanta. So we're gonna kind of pan now over to Foxtrot, who... Is busy kind of dealing with the fact that his dog has torn up some chair in his house or something like that. The dog is still acting out. Uh, but your new friendly neighbor has kind of stopped by a couple of times. She she seems to like you, or more she likes your dog, I guess, and kind of feels bad for the dog. And you're yelling at it, and you hear the mail arrive. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and, and walk towards the uh, towards the, my door and go to grab my mail. Yeah, so normal kind of collection of mail, pretty typical stuff, but... Inside of it, there's a notification that you have been invited to be the guest of honor at this at the same fundraiser dinner. There's also included a set of plane tickets that will get you there just in time for the event kind of thing. Uh, again, you're the guest of honor. No expenses have been spared to get you there. You're smart enough to kind of piece together this is another Delta Green operation where that was kind of emails and phone connections. This seems lower tech, like snail mail is a weird choice. And you also kind of looking at the envelope, realize that this envelope wasn't mailed. Hmm. So I, uh, I'm going to head back into the house and uh, I want to s- check the letter and see if there's anything I can like Google to get more information on. Or, like maybe event, location, things like that. Yeah, at best you can tell the event is real. The location is real. Like it's a place you rent out for this. The Shakespeare Tavern is allegedly like super haunted apparently. But beyond that, like it's, Kind of a strange choice for this specific event, I suppose, but at the same time, like, you've never been to, maybe you've been to Atlanta, but, like, it tracks that you've heard before, hypothetically, like, at the same time, though, too, it would totally make sense that Delta Green would rent out or kind of hold an event of some kind in a haunted bar. Part of me is debating saying fuck it and not going for a second. I'm kind of upset about it, but... Since you mentioned that this is a real event and it's a real calendar event, is there any mention of special guests on the event page for this thing? Like, just to need to know if my name is on there kind of thing. No, no, just normal kind of special event stuff. Okay. Yeah, there's a donation link to it and stuff like that. It's weird, though. Like, finding this event on the organization's website, the link for it's kind of strange. Almost like someone injected it into the site or something. Like that You can just tell that by looking at the URL for it. Gotcha. There's a bit of a weirdness to it. Okay, then uh, I will go ahead and just start packing my my standard gear for going out to Delta Ops. So yeah, my travel bag with some changes of clothes, this and that. 
uh, but also my chest that I lock and I carry, you know, my my set of like standard weaponry and armor and stuff like that that I would take with me on the go. Yeah, and your dog's just kind of watching you all of this. Like if a dog could shake its head in disgust, it would be doing that. It's just kind of like, you dare to leave me again, just... Maybe it's growling a little bit at all of this kind of thing. It's very upset with you. It knows what's about to happen. You're about to leave again. Yeah. What time of day is this right now? That doesn't really matter in this case. Mail typically comes in kind of late afternoon, so around that time. Okay. Uh, mainly because I wanted to go next door and uh, let the neighbor know. Oh, yeah, you've got some time. This the, the this ticket arrived, or this whole kind of setup arrived a couple days before you have to fly. It's more the, you'll get in with the tickets just in time for the event kind of thing if you map it out in your head. Gotcha. Okay. I will try to be, I mean, I'll try to be good with the dog and I'm going to try to like actually take her out for a nice long walk into the park and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. So after I get my stuff kind of packed up and ready for the most part, I'm going to take the dog out for a nice long walk. Yeah. Maybe hang out at the park and give give her some treats. You're making the effort. Yeah. You go by and see your new neighbor. Yeah. I'll ask them if they want to go to the park and hang out with the dog. Yeah. I will say that kind of since your return, your new neighbor has been quite friendly to you. She's not like into you, but she's kind of like she's a fan of your dog is the way of thinking of that. Yeah. She's happy to know someone and you don't seem to be a total creep. You have a cool dog kind of thing. Like it's if something bad happens, she'd be like, yeah, no, he'll probably like help out if I need like someone scary in my life or something like that. Like it's a beneficial relationship, if you will. Excellent. That'll work. Yeah. Well, so it's off to Atlanta. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. To fly into Atlanta, in both of your cases, finding the Shakespeare Tavern is quite easy. It's a normal place. When you pull up on it, though, there's no fanfare going on whatsoever. No flyers, no indications of events happening of any kind whatsoever. The place almost looks deserted, if you will. It's open, though. Like, there's no, nothing in the case the place is closed. It's just there's no kind of event staff or anything like that around this place. And now that you're here, it's a strange place for this event, too. Gotcha. This should be like in a ballroom or an event hall or something like that. Did Florence and I meet up at the airport or is it just like we came there individually? Florence drove because she's just, she's in town. Like this is in her backyard. Okay. Gotcha. So okay. I I could imagine Foxtrot arrives early and kind of waits for Florence to show up though, if you want to play it that way. Yeah, pretty much. That's what I'd want to do. Sure. I just need to know if we showed up in the same car or something so I can go off of that. But okay. Yeah. I'll uh, hang out in my rental in the meantime. Yeah. In the meantime, though, for until Florence gets there, I am going to be kind of doing some little initial surveillance where I'm at, just because, I mean, if I'm here early and I'm the only one here and it looks pretty weird, I'm just going to kind of watch it, scope around and see if there's anything going on. Nothing that leaps out at you, I guess. Like eventually Florence pulls up and a little VW bug. So that's kind of a little humorous moment for you. Beyond that, nothing really strange happens. Okay. So then uh, I will walk on over to Florence's bug, just kind of nod. Hey. You know, of all the things I would have pictured you driving, never would have expected a buggy. This isn't my car. I don't own a car. Huh. Well, for it not being your car, it's very, um, yeah, it's very, I don't know. It's not really fitting, but all right. You doing all right? Looking fantastic. All right. Let's see what other shitstorm we've got planned for us ahead. So, sure, uh, if it can get worse, it will. So, and I, I'm going to signal towards the area and kind of point out that it's like this empty, abandoned looking area. I'm like, it's not abandoned, just not like, okay. But again, like you've been invited to an event. There's obviously not an event happening here. Yeah. 
a kind of just signal or point to the general area and be like, this is where our event is. Yeah. Florence is like, doesn't get out of the car yet. She, she kind of reaches into a um, small bag she has over her shoulder uh, and kind of like leans uh, Foxtrot to like, you know, like lean down. Okay. So I'll lean down uh, following her signal. She'll just pass him like a clip of Elder Sign bullets for a pistol. Okay. So I'm going to look at him and just be like, magic bullets? She just shrugs. Theoretically. I'll go ahead and I will go into my, because all of my stuff is in the car, I'll go into the car and grab an empty clip and put these into uh, a clip that I can have on me. Sure. Oh, wait. No, wait. You, Florence handed me the clip, not just the bullets, right? Yeah, it's a clip. You got yeah. a full clip. Okay. You're fine. Perfect. Never mind. Yeah, so I'll just, uh, I'll grab a, another handgun that'll... Or a handgun that'll work. For that. the, the one benefit is the way I interpret kind of Delta Green Bonds is that you guys know each other well enough that she knows what your sidearm is. Gotcha. Make sure it's the right ammunition for it and stuff like that, as opposed to having like, hey, here's Magnum rounds or something. Just saying generic. She now, like, you're bonded enough that she can make stuff specifically for you. Okay, perfect. If yeah. not be kind of thing. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll put those as the uh, the primary clip in the gun right now, then. Yeah, um, Florence will get out of her car. She's also she's open carrying her pistol, and we'll just walk towards the bar. Yeah, I'm a uh, mine is concealed, so I'll uh, just put it where it normally goes, and then walk uh, all along with Florence. Yeah. So as you get closer, you realize that on the kind of main entrance to this place, it does say closed for renovations, but below it, you see kind of a green triangle. That someone's like painted on the window real quick with like a paint marker or something like that on top of the glass. So I'm going to kind of look at it and be like, this is pretty low tech for them. This has got to be interesting then. Yeah. She's just going to try the front door. Yeah. No, it swings open. It's unlocked. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll walk, uh, I'll walk in. All right. I mean, I guess Florence, since Florence did open the door, I'll, I'll take point and walk in and kind of just initially do a clear, a sweeping clear. Yeah. She'll wait and then follow him in when she has to go. He has, uh, gives the signal. Uh, anything I notice initially once I walk in? Yeah, so when you step into the restaurant, it is a kind of typical heritage restaurant, if you will, but weirdly enough, kind of seated directly across from the main entrance of this place is a large kind of linebacker of a man. Like, he's got dark skin, buzz cut style hair. He's kind of sitting there almost expecting. He's in a bit of a suit, dressed a little bit nicer. As you step in, he kind of smiles big at you, like his white teeth are just offset by kind of darkness of his skin. He looks at you. Agent Foxtrot, welcome. We've been expecting. Is there anybody else in this restaurant, or is it just this, this person you described? So as he says we, you're kind of scanning around, and seated at the bar is a man. Agent Firestarter, what does... Agent Foxtrot see when he sees you kind of sitting at the bar in this weird room. So Agent Firestarter's hair has kind of gone to shit. He's shaved it kind of bald at this point in time. A little bit more of a departure from his original appearance of just kind of a little bit more clean cut with a fireman stash. He's kind of let his beard grow out unruly. He's just hanging out in a tank top and some cut off jean shorts with some i would say boots it's humid as fuck so he is not used to that but he's just hanging out at the bar yeah slamming down maybe his second beer he is a large kind of six foot two two thirty two forty uh, individual but 
it's he's probably just kind of just hanging out drinking drinking it like water and not even being phased by that those are the people in the room with you fox just those two kind of the men sitting across from the other man kind of sitting there drinking all right uh i'll signal to florence that uh looks like it's good to walk in and i'll head towards the gentleman who first or the one who said agent foxtrot to expecting you so i'll head to them first yeah so when florence enters ah dr florence i see you chose to be tactical very good very good just what we come to expect from a seasoned veterans like yourself the hell are you that pauses for a sec kind of mulls it over I have several names inside of my organization, but feel free to refer to me in this case. You are F Cell. Just think of me as Mr. Finch. Nice to meet you. It's a pleasure to meet you. Your generous donation some time back uh, provided quite a influx of necessary equipment for our half of the puzzle. Glad to hear it's going to good use. Indeed. Your dear friend says hi, by the way. Hello, I say hi. Tell her we should get some drinks soon. Both sides of the equation keep her very busy these days, but I suspect you know all about that. Which brings us to the matter of you being here. We understand that you've been left out in the cold by your half of things, and while we understand they have their reasons, and extenuating circumstances do make those reasons seem valid. Our side of things is a little less picky. We understand what it means to be up in it. Tell me. Are you too familiar with the most dangerous animal is? Is it the lion in the zoo or the hyena on the savannah? Both wrong. It's the person who put both those animals in there. Interesting answer, but in this admittedly tired metaphor, it's the hyena. It never stops being hungry. It doesn't get fed. It doesn't, it's more enough to know it's free. The lion at least thinks it's safe. It's in a cage. And while your half of things, your traditional half of things, provides a certain set of safeties and protections, our half of things keep it lean and are willing to make certain sacrifices and ignore certain, we'll call it, disappearances to keep two fine functional war courses like you out in the field doing what you do best. Speaking of what you do best, uh, I have gestures towards Agent Firestarter. You have a new teammate. We pulled some strings to have him transferred over from T-Cell to F-Cell. Uh, I pauses for a sec. Uh, Dr. Florence, I do believe you are familiar with your return gentleman colleague. Hey, bestie. Oh, fuck. Hi. Do you like the new look? Yeah. You look more delta green now. Fucking human as shit. I am sweating like a pig right now. Oh, I almost said sweating like a dinner at church, but I think that would have been a little too on the nose. Indeed. Florence, as you're familiar, prolonged exposure to our beloved Agent Tranche can have a stunting effect on people. Stunting? Good to see you're still alive. I wasn't sure if you'd make it. I'm happy you did. No offense. Eh, come sit down. Grab a drink. Yeah, she'll come and take a seat. Mr. Finch gestures for you to sit down in front of him once you have your stuff. Obviously, I did not rent out this bar and arrange for this uh, clandestine meeting of the minds, if you will, for just a simple introduction of sorts. We have well, we intend to put you to work as soon as possible. No doubt I believe you're aware of the fact that there have been a collection of grizzly murders in your backyard. Yeah, I tried to check it out, but being dead comes with its drawbacks. Indeed it does, but it also comes with some advantages. You are, we'll say, below the radar, where we like to operate. 
yes, the previous half or our, our, our other half, if you will, does enjoy certain benefits that make them appear below the radar. But if you're not in the system, the system can't find you. And it appears that uh, what's happening in Savannah has slipped the net or was not deemed important enough for whatever they're dealing with these days, which is where F-Cell comes in. Think of us as uh, commandeering your little outfit temporarily. Firestarter here will remain with your cell post this operation as you get folded back into the traditional workings of things. But if you happen to hear something that I myself or Tranche might be interested in, just uh, give us the occasional ring every once in a while and pass that information along. It's your number. Oh, don't worry. You survive this and I'll send you all type of information, girly. She just looks at him like, really? And it just smiles big and kind of wolfish. But that's enough about that. Let's talk what's happening in Savannah. We're now up to 14 murders. The 14th will be reported on later on today. All of them seem to be either conducted with or associated with these strange pieces of wood that have been found at the scenes. We're not quite sure what's going on, but the escalation is increasing. And there have been a few eyewitnesses. All have been debunked and proven or claimed to be crazy. We're not capable of pulling those information for you. You'll have to find that in the field, if you will. It shouldn't be hard. That information is, well, easily found in Savannah. As you may have heard, the place is haunted as all hell. Sure. Mind running a background check for me while we're out in the field? That raises an eyebrow at this. On? Trinity Sanders. Have a taps his head for a second. Uh, I suppose, um, what should we be looking for? If she's fake. Who she is? Kind of nod said, ah, the roommate. Mm -hmm. Got it. We were slightly involved in pacifying your uh, fiance, girlfriend's uh, outbursts in the early days of your disappearance. Yeah, didn't seem to work too well. The house is still standing, isn't it? Fair enough. Kind of like nods if I'm a fire starter. As we all know, the best firebug is often a fireman. Or in your case, a firewoman. Yeah. But that's enough about our private lives. We've arranged for transit. Now, I know you're used to kind of fancy plane tickets and all that. We've secured Greyhound bus tickets. Again, this is under the radar, low rent, minimal exposure. But transfer your gear through that process. A lot of questions on Greyhound. We've made sure it's on a bus that has a certain disposition towards searching bags, if you will. And then the investigation Savannah is yours to conduct as you see fit. We'll provide a dossier on arrival. We have a friendly in the police department pulling together the files for you. We're not quite as digital as the other half tends to operate. Makes things a tad slower. Also means there's less of a paper trail at this point. You'd be surprised how much harder it is to track a photocopy than an email. Now, I know you're used to Pine's handling of things, really hands-on, lots of graphs and charts and PowerPoints, but... It's not how we do things. Understood? Yeah. I reach into his pocket, slam some burners down the table. Think of these as your new cell phones. If something's worth reporting, give me a ring on them. If not, turn GPS on so we can find you. You know the drill by now. Make sure someone knows where to pick up your trail if something goes wrong, and maybe T-Cell will mop up for you. Maybe uh, we'll dispatch another outfit like yourself if need be. Get it done, get it cleaned, get it figured out. Do enjoy Savannah. I hear the foliage is beautiful. Do the buses leave? Have checks his watch in 14 hours. See you all there. He gets up and leaves. Mr. Finch kind of nods at all of this. 
he gets up himself kind of goes out a back door or something like that i just heard he's gonna get up and walk behind the bar and just start shoving bottles in his uh cargo pants of course he is hey man uh, don't you be judging me don't look at me like this we rented out this entire place i mean imagine it comes with a liquor you do you man i'm just gonna start walking out the door what do you guys want to pick up you want to pick up on the greyhound bus do you want to do you want to have a moment outside the bar i guess to kind of prepare some things or nah? when are the buses leaving it's that evening so you're gonna kind of like ride overnight it's not a long ride from atlanta to savannah so we've got a few hours before they they leave yeah I'll see you all at the bus station. We can talk a bit more when once we're on board, as long as it isn't too crowded. Yeah, I'll find you at the bus station. See ya. So I'm guessing based on that, Florence is going to go out to something before she leaves. What is she doing? Are you just kind of, what are you taking care of before you leave town? She's going to go take the car back to her roommate and have her roommate drop her off at the um, bus stop. Sure. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so Florence, you go back, kind of do that with your roommate. What are the other two of you doing? Just going to the bus station? It makes a certain amount of sense. Yeah, I'll head, just head on over to the bus station. All right, so I guess, what are you two off to do at the, what are you doing before you go to the bus station? Just going there and hanging out at this point? Again, like, you're not locals, so not a lot to do necessarily on your end. Also, at the same time, Foxtrot and Firestrot never met before. It would be a bad time for them to acquaint themselves with each other. Oh, <laughs> oh this will be interesting. I mean, sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, I can head over to the bus stop. I mean, we just got into town. We just met. Yeah, let's go to the bus stop. Is the fire starter going to be there as well? Yeah, fire starter uh, is going to be at the bus stop. Let's uh, let's get acquainted. What does this, uh, I guess, bus station look like? Does it have like a shop or like a little like cafe area nearby? Or what are we? Have you never been to a Greyhound bus station before? I have, but not often. Maybe once that I can recall. <laughs> They're typically kind of a shelter with a giant parking lot attached to them. They're not great. And there's not a, oh, okay, yeah, I'll just go there and kind of just hang out then. Yeah. Like, maybe there's a coffee shop inside that'll sell you, like, gum and really bad coffee, but for the most part, ah, not really. If you are rolling into the bus station, you will see Firestarter kind of crouched, kind of sitting up against a wall with a, what looks like a backpacker backpack. Like, what are those hiking bags, those big ones with a roll yeah. top and stuff like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got a large Trader Joe's brown bag that he's just drinking out of so it it's one of those things of just like oh wow that is a decently dressed homeless man yeah it's gonna say like it's like we're talking like the paper bag right not the reusable ones it's a trader joe's paper bag it's not looking at its finest but it's what he has to cover up his literal handle of whiskey oh i get yeah he's doing the big rap at that point yeah it's the yeah 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 i mean it's not costco sized but it's like he just he stole six bottles of various whiskey oh, no, yeah, he, he took bar whiskey and he's drinking it in a paper bag essentially yeah i, I get it yeah. it's more just kind of, I'm, I'm clearing the image of just kind of how comical this looks because yeah it's it's obviously alcohol in a way too big a bag all right cool what is foxtrot's reaction to that like again florence has been kind of the consummate professional through all of this francis also fairly professional through all of this like uh despite his uh, religious leanings faustus also like he still conducted himself as a professional this is strange. This is kind of some erratic, reckless, like weird behavior. Like as a CIA operative or operator, you would have kind of some reaction to this definitely. Also, you've been on a couple of these operations now. Like you've seen someone get killed by the unnatural. You've seen some stuff. Like what's going through your head at this point, Boxtrot? Well, hmm. I think at the moment right now, I'm just kind of, I'm definitely cautious of 
new people, especially because this this already just kind of feels like a weird operation. Yeah. So I am definitely in my like I'm definitely cautious. Like yeah, I'm yeah definitely cautious and as easy, but I'm you know keeping it nice and level for the time being, and I'm not reacting to anything as far as Firestarter goes. If anything, I'm actually sitting somewhere away from Firestarter initially. Sure. No, and you're right. This is different from other operations you've been on. Like, yeah. love or hater, Pine runs a smooth ship. You've never been on a Greyhound bus or Pine. Like, this is, it's still operation. They still gave you, they, they still seem to have that same kind of air to them, but there's definitely something more loose about this, definitely. The briefing was definitely lacking by comparison. Like, yeah, there, there's definitely something weird about this to you. You two just kind of sit there in silence, staring at each other and wait for Florence to show up. You eventually break the ice. We can just play it as you have us eyeballing each other the entire time. That would make a certain amount of sense. Yeah, I'm not saying anything. I'm just sitting there, you know, staring straight ahead, just kind of waiting. Maybe I'll like rummage through my backpack or something occasionally or something. But beyond that, yeah, I'm not making any conversation. None of that. Mm. How far are you from me? Like sitting wise? I would imagine far enough that, like, well, yeah, I wouldn't be talking to you anyway because I'm far enough sitting away from you that, like, I don't know, maybe, like, a couple benches away, I'm going to assume, or, like, chair rows away, depending on whatever this kind of setup looks like in there. I'm assuming this bus stop has, like, rows of chairs people can sit in, like, yeah, the no, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Terminal is the correct terminology for this, yeah. I okay. guess I have to dig into Greyhound bus lore for a second. It's a Greyhound bus terminal. Like, it, it feels like an airline terminal worse but it's still the same set place for lots of people to sit and wait for transportation to happen there's like five or six malfunctioning vending machines in every terminal etc etc this building you're in is kind of like one part just like hangar slash warehouse it's a big ugly building typically designed to just give you a place to sit until it's time to get out a bus and go somewhere they're cheap they know what they are they're a greyhound bus and that is exactly what i'm doing just sitting couple rows away i'm guessing firestarter sitting in one of the rows or is he sitting against the wall i believe you said you were sitting against the wall right yeah i was okay. sitting against the wall yeah so i'm just sitting in one of the one of the seat areas like just you know sitting there a reasonable distance away from firestarter not too far but close enough that i can observe him but far enough that he can't make easy conversation without having to actually get closer i guess that's the best way i'll describe it if that makes sense so I just kind of pipe up from where I'm sitting. It's like, hey, you want some? I mixed it with Mountain Dew, at least. I promise uh, I don't backwash. I just shake my head no. Suit yourself. You ever been on a Greyhound? And I will just shrug. You're going to have to figure a way to occupy your time. I get up and I uh, move and sit in a bench over from Foxtrot. Cap the bottle and just kind of shove it back in my bag. So how do you know the Ice Princess? Work. Same. Same. Met her when I was green, little, little, uh, new to the whole work situation. I just nod. What about you? What do you do? Things. Hmm. One of the mysterious types is kind of hot. Sure. I lay down on the bench and just kind of take my hood of my jacket, just kind of pull it over my eyes and just start kicking it like a little baby nap. All right. Yeah. And I'm just going to sit there and be patient. I'm a very patient man. Yeah, so you kind of just kind of, you both just sit there kind of in awkward silence until Florence shows up in theory? Yep. All right, cool. Yeah, so Florence, you show up eventually, I assume? Yeah. She gets dropped off, like, 
three or four blocks away. Sure. And then she'll walk the rest of the way. She's got a duffel bag on her shoulder. Yeah. The, the bus comes. The bus driver kind of is. They're especially bad about loading this. With only some security that goes in the Greyhound buses. It's not great, but there's some. This one seems especially lax, as was mentioned by Mr. Finch, that they uh, pick this one specifically for this purpose. And yeah, you embark on the, we'll call it, four and a half minimum hour bus ride from Atlanta, Georgia, to Savannah, Georgia, from kind of the the center of the state all the way down to the coast. That's, yeah, you're going east. It's a Greyhound bus, so at some point someone probably does something that's regrettable, but yeah, the, the bus ride itself is pretty uneventful. Do you guys want to do anything while you're on the bus or just kind of wait for this to end? How crowded is the bus? It's an overnight bus, so it's not super crowded. Like it's, we'll say it's like about a third full, give or take. Lawrence will go to the back of the bus and find an area that's relatively scarce of people and take a seat. Sure. Well, yes, since we're on the bus, yeah, I'll just sit somewhere pretty much further away from most people. If I can get my own little area or space, that'd be ideal. That's doable. Yeah, you could definitely kind of grab two seats to yourself if you so wish. Yep, and that's what I'll go for. All right, our starter? I'm going to sit kind of towards the front of the bus and just kind of sleep, just kind of be in that kind of sleeping kind of position. I'm trying to continue my um, facade of being a transient. Sure. During the bus ride, though, at some point in time, I do get up to go use the bathroom at the back of the bus. And as I pass by Foxtrot, as well as Florence, I drop a little crumpled piece of paper that has my burner phone number on it. Cool. Yeah, Florence will grab the, the paper and put the number into her phone and then rip up the paper and kind of just toss it into her bag. Yeah. Same. And then Florence is going to do some research on the bus, if possible. I don't know if this, this Greyhound is functioning Wi-Fi or not. You got a smartphone still. You can hotspot yourself or you can just use smartphone data at that, that point. That makes a lot of sense. I'm yeah. used to taking Greyhounds out through California across mountains that have no connection whatsoever. But yeah, I, that makes a lot of sense. I want to do some research and find a motel, hotel, or whatever kind of Delta Green style where they take cash and no no card around the area of the killing. Quite easy to do in Savannah. And when she has that, she's going to text them all the hotel name and its address. All right. I mean, if she has time, she'll do some research as well on the uh, the killings and like what the meanings behind some of the uh, things that have been left behind might be. What are you looking for, I guess? Just kind of a cursory look at the list of killings and stuff like that? Yeah, I want to see if anything kind of like clicks in the back of Lawrence's mind or if there's like any like occult research she can do. Yeah, so let's start that off just a good old fashioned search. This is public information at this point. 71 out of 50. You don't find anything that kind of leaps out at you as inherently super Delta Green. Like, it's part of the problem with these crimes has been the fact that, like, all the reporting on it seems to suggest that the serial killer is incredibly skilled. Like, they are, most of the attacks happen in broad daylight or broad nightlight, I guess, if they were kind of on the sides of streets and stuff like that. Like, this this killer is obviously, they're, they've been projecting it as kind of like it's a, a master hunter of some kind. They're capable of approaching and departing without anyone ever seeing anything happen kind of thing. You do get a list of the 14 victims, though. Okay. In order from kind of first to last, Sarah Geller, Abigail Adams, Patrick Shea, Damon King, Daniela Rothschild, Vena Kovac, Prudence Williams, Constina Hilla, Nina George, Irina Carr, 
Rosie Williams, Prudence Andrews, Mira Hurd, and Prudence Hawkins. Yo, hold up. Sarah Michelle Gellar died in this in this world? Or is this a, just a random ass Sarah Gellar? Just a random Sarah Geller. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> That's the oldest one of them, too. That one, the most information's out there. That was the start, the kind of the serial killer's spree, as best you can tell. And like many serial killers, he chose to start with a prostitute. What kind of uh, murder weapon do they suspect? They're all strangled. Mm, that's fine. I don't imagine they have any, any pictures of the victim. Uh, there's a couple. So, yeah, this is... The newer ones, not so much, but yeah, so it's a mix of ethnicities. Most of the ones you're seeing are either black or Caucasian. Does, uh, do the, like, marks on the neck look like what you, what would correspond with, like, strangling with hands, or like... That has not been publicly released. All you can find is kind of, like, the evening news of photo from the family, and -and so-and-so has been killed by... The serial killer has struck again. I see. The Savannah Strangler has struck once more. All right. Can I try to deep delve on some of the more shadier places of the internet, live leaks or something to see if... Yeah, you can totally do that. Cool. Do you need a computer science check for that? Yeah, it's going to be a computer science check for that. Uh, 50 out of 47 fail. It's kind of more of confirming what you found. You do kind of come across a couple... Some people are kind of backing up this idea, like they're, they're injecting their own narratives into it. The waters have been muddied. Some people are claiming this is a racial thing. Some people are claiming this is like a sex criminal. The true crime community is very invested in these accounts. Like, this is the biggest serial killer spree of multiple decades kind of thing. Like, five or six is a big number, but this is 14 in a fairly short period of time. Not spread across multiple years, not spread across, like, like, tens of years. Spread across, like, a few months. That's, in these types of things, kind of like, holy shit. Like, that's that's big news in the true crime community. Yeah, yeah. Lots of people convinced they know what's going on. Anything else? Ready to arrive in Savannah? I am ready to arrive in Savannah. Firestarter has not done anything really during the bus ride outside of sleep. Ah, so you, you pull into the Savannah Greyhound bus station, and outside your bus, you notice immediately there's a cop car. Lights are on, cop kind of sitting on the hood of the car, very obviously waiting for the bus. Uh, the bus parks, the guy comes on and goes, everyone stay in your seats. I'm looking for a um uh, a miss... Dr. Florence. I believe she's on this bus. Uh, I'm here about your family. Uh, we, we, you know, we'll take you immediately to the hospital. Yeah, uh, she'll get up and uh, get off the bus. Yeah, so kind of as you get up, he goes on. Uh, did your husbands also make this bus? I was told you'd be traveling with both of your husbands. Yeah, she'll like, as she's walking, she'll, she'll just kind of motion for them to follow. Yeah, I'll get up and just follow. Yeah, so he kind of leads you to the girl car, lets you in, and sits down in the front seat. Uh, my, my name's Gary Officer Williams. Uh, Mr. Finch told me you'd be uh, coming to town soon. He said to roll out the welcome wagon for you. Sorry if that was too flashy. I've never actually, you know, met any of you guys, girls before, except for Mr. Finch. Dude scares the crap out of me, by the way. Uh, not just me, right? So this is your first kind of rounding up of some individuals. No, no, I've, I've done that part of the cop job before. It kind of like looks over his shoulder like, you know, the weird stuff. Okay, but like your first inclination was just polygamy? He kind of pauses for a sec. That's what Mr. Finch told me you were co- traveling as. It's fine. Next time, just, I mean, it's really easy to just say you want to search some bags. All right. Or you could just ask for some IDs. Totally get it. Totally get it. Uh, it yeah, I don't, I, 
starts driving away from the Greyhound bus station. My relationship with all of this is something weird happens, and I call a number, and I say some stuff, and then I hang up. That number called me eight hours ago. I didn't know that number could call anyone. And it told me to be here and to meet you, and I was looking for a Miss Dr. Florence. And then a bag showed up in my police car. And uh, yeah, I this is not what I normally do. I I normally just kind of like, especially weird haunting happens, some cult stuff happens, you know, some teenagers get into some weird stuff. I call the number, phone it in. I, I've never met any of you before. You guys work for the government or something? Like, this is some spooky stuff, right? You probably don't want to be asking too many questions. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I, I was told that. I was told that a bunch of years ago. Um, Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't want to get in the way of retirement. A few years away from retirement. They told me, run out the clock and there'd be a nice big injection in my pension. All right, cool. Yep. All right. What's in the bag? Mr. Finch said, the bag is for you. It's got some credentials in it. I guess you guys are here as the FBI. Makes sense. We finally kind of put in a filing for the FBI to come show up and help with the whole serial killer situation. Do you think it's actually a serial killer? Like, we don't really, it's morbid, but like, we don't get exciting stuff like this. Yeah, the town is haunted as all hell, but serial killer here in Savannah. Gary, what's your phone number? Oh, uh, kind of gives you his phone number. Uh, she'll put it in the burner. Okay. If we need you to do anything, we'll call you. But uh, where are you taking us? Well, I, I, just thought we'd drive until so you told me to go somewhere. You can get right now if you want. Um, if you've got a hotel room lined up, I can take you there. I, it's kind of suspicious if a cop puts three people in his car and then, you know, doesn't drive away from the Greyhound station. I, I can help you out some. I was told to answer any questions you might have about, you know, the murders and stuff. I, I'm not working them. That's uh, that's a detect that's detective work at that point. But I think you may be in contact with them if you want. Again, allegedly you guys are like FBI or something, so... You can just go talk to him if you want to. It's stop by the station. You uh, have any of those autopsy reports or can get access to those autopsy reports? Yeah, I can request them, but also just going through Detective Boone is probably the best approach. Uh, he's the one in charge of this. And the rumor around the station is it's just these people have been murdered. Like someone like clamped a vice around their necks and just squeezed until they died. And the crime scenes are crazy, apparently. I haven't been to one yet, but like it's just everything's tossed, smashed. If they're inside, the door has been like way kicked in. Like it's it's nuts. But like they're not like bloody. They're just like violent. Like something like like a whirlwind went through there or something. Do you know where the nearest crime scene is from where we're at right now? Kind of pauses for a sec. Um, yeah, but I probably shouldn't be the one to take you over to that. You know, like you should probably go by the station to kind of let them know you're here. Just showing up FBI on that scene might be a bit of a well, you know, problem. But I there's been two. Recent ones, I guess. Like they've kind of happened back to back. I'm sure you heard about them as you were coming in or something. So, uh, most recent one was Prudence Hawkins. That happened a few days ago. The one before that was um was Mira Heard, and that one's the that one's the bizarre one. Like that nosy neighbor's apartment building, the whole nine yards. Like no one saw something. They always got opinions about it. Definitely worth checking out. I've been trying to get to either one of those just to kind of you know see one of these weird scenes. Yeah. So. Should we get dropped off at the crime scene or dropped off at the hotel so we can get changed and look a little bit more official? Kind of pauses for like, oh shit, I totally forgot. Um, I'm not supposed to take you somewhere. There's a car arranged for you. Something about how cars are weird or something like that. I, I was real vague about that. Just a U-turn across the street, just driving somewhere. We gotta go st- uh, stop by a parking garage. I have a car arranged for you. It's all paid for. Uh, 
your whole organization's real strange. Just like credit cards that are showing up in my mailbox and go pay for this stuff. Uh, yeah, real kind of CIA level shit, if you know what I'm talking about. Well, I'm glad that you're doing your part well. It's weird. I've been doing, I, I've been calling that phone number for years, like almost my entire career on the police force since the whole cult business like way back. But it wasn't much of a cult. It was just a bunch of Satanists out in the woods. But What about it? What were they doing? Uh, it's just a bunch of angsty, angry kids back in the 70s. Like They had some remnants that stuck around, popped up in the 80s and the 90s again. Ever of that Dungeons and Dragons game was all kind of rolled up in that satanic panic weirdness around that. I don't know what you know about Atlanta, but we're kind of real religiousy with some frequency down here. Look, uh, are you comfortable with us calling you if we need backup on some stuff? Yeah, sure. I'm not sure what help I can be. I was told to kind of make myself available to not, but also not draw attention at the same time. But yeah, I can, I can try to have you pull into a parking lot at this time. It's a, this is one car parked in a spot. Yeah, if you got any questions, I can try and answer them now. But I really don't know much about you know the case. I think that we'll read the case files and let you know if we have any questions. Have you ever been in an officer-involved shooting? I've had to pull my gun a couple times, but I've never had to shoot anyone. All right, we'll keep it in mind. Thanks, Gary. Yeah, well, welcome to Savannah. It's a lovely place. If you have a couple of days after your business is done, I recommend like checking out the a bunch of like haunted tours and stuff. And the scenery is real beautiful. The trees, like you see in the pictures, the trees like reach over the road and stuff like that. It's it's kind of tragic this is all happening here but he's like he's not kind of fumbling he's not quite sure to say at this point yeah the bag is in the trunk of course the button pops the trunk uh, i guess i'll see you later or maybe i won't i don't know how this works if um if we need somewhere to store some equipment you mind if we throw it in your garage or something it'll only be for a day or two yeah sure um what's your address yeah uh, the address just let me know beforehand or something i i wouldn't want things someone broke into my house or something by accident Sure. Thanks. She'll get out of the car. The guy kind of waves away as he's driving off. That's right, so you got this bag. You've got a car. Was he trying to make friends? Probably. People get really curious about what we do. They like to think that it's some fun spy thing or like they're in some James Bond movie. Poor child. He's about to get himself killed before his retirement. Well, depending on how it goes, he might be in his first involved shooting. Let's hope he's not a liability, but at least know where he lives now. Well, let's see what kind of credentials are here. I look through the bag and I try to see if I can find my identifications or anything else like that pertaining to me. So in the bag, there is a couple of case files, kind of some basic kind of preliminary workups on all the murder victims, kind of just surface boiler level plate stuff. Keep up on the crime. That's stuff the FBI in theory would have upon showing up. It's not super specific about that stuff. You have to get the actual police files for that. It has three FBI badges. Each one that looked fairly legit, as best you can tell. It's pretty good work, but it's a fake, and maybe it's real. You're not quite sure which. It says uh, it, it does seem to indicate that you were part of a special victims unit that's designed to hunt serial killers or a violent crime division of some kind. Hmm. All right. Do we got any blazers or anything with them? Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, it's the full nine yards kind of thing. Like, it's the it's everything you would need to pass for a uh, member of the FBI. Like, someone even threw a pair, and a pair of aviators as a joke or something. Let's go sleep for the night. Get up early. Go into the station. All right.